If you like our show and you'd want and you want to hear some more of our show or similar shows or content that didn't get into the show, go to the Patreon and there'll be some of that over there. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking flubbed it. <laughs> you bailed on yourself. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields his spear with great mind. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me, as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. Sorry I yelled at you, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Playing Ving the Half-Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. I'm also sorry I yelled at you, <laughs> Jessica. You. Playing Fat Billy the Half-Leg Thief, Jessica Ty. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when last we left our heroes, they arrived at the outskirts of Sheer City, part of the free territories of the North. They arrive at the city and stop at Yorix, a motor inn on the outskirts of the city. Run by an old ass orc named Yorick. Run. Possibly yeah. run into the ground by. <laughs> yeah. Possibly squatted in by. Yes. Also, orc is in quotation marks too because he was really asserting that he's for sure an orc. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely uh, yeah. specified a lot his orcishness. They spent some time in Yorick's, a dusty old motor inn with no other customers or visitors of any kind. He upcharged them on everything or tricked them into paying for multiple things, uh, including a bottle of alcohol that he just referred to as Old Blue, uh, which we then all decided was distilled with the magical waters uh, found in the frozen north, soaking up magic from long, long ago and locking it in the ice deep beneath the surface. Perel slammed it. Which sent him into a drunken stupor slash... Uh, drunken master. Drunken master vision. <laughs> mm -hmm. He was absolutely plastered and used his ion candle to meditate on a subject using something called the boundless thought principle, mm -hmm. in which he folds his mind into many minds mm -hmm. to consider many possibilities at once. He came to suddenly, said, I know how to get my magic back, and then immediately passed out. <laughs> uh, and Ving was... Drew a penis on his forehead. <laughs> yes. I mean, everybody took their time yeah. to draw a penis on Perel's forehead. And then we rolled him into the recovery position because we're friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leaving him to, uh, to heal in a previously boarded up room that York cranked open for you <laughs> with mirrors on the roof and shag carpet on the floors. Mm -hmm. Ving attempted to help by calling on the elements and spirits and instead received a troubling vision of uh, Cloud Piercer, the Thunderbird in danger fleeing towards the city of uh, Sheer. Mm -hmm. Running outside to see his friend, Ving saw Cloud Piercer descend through the clouds, followed closely by Thronebreaker, King of all Thunderbirds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Herald yeah. of the Storm. That rack focus when you zoom that you move the camera towards a character and zoom at the same time on his face as Thronebreaker yeah. came in from the clouds behind oh, him. Oh yeah <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah. And uh Ving took on a magical bird form made of moonlight, ice and concrete gravel parking lot debris yeah, yeah. yeah. garbage oh. uh tuck and billy hopped on and rose into the skies passing through the cloud cover and finding a pitched battle a thunderbird civil war of sorts the storm itself lashing out in fury a battle was undertaken tuck did a thor ragnarok style <laughs> jump off the back of Ving's bird form. It was the coolest thing I've done probably all season. <laughs> it was so cool. Easily. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I said it's going to be painted on the side of a van someday. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Before I jumped, I said 
someone draw this. <laughs> I, I told the fan, I said, someone do fan art of this. And then Tuck yelled, remember me, and jumped. Oh, I good. hope Trevor Driver's doing that on the side of so, his. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hell yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Next yeah. time you see his truck, it's going to have an airbrush, airbrush. <laughs> painting oh, of Tuck fighting Thronebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> Tuck shattered Thronebreaker's Bezor, causing the immense massive thunderbird to flee and cloud piercer took you back to the roost of his forces in the mountains where you can find a safe place to rest and heal for a moment as you discussed your current quest of heading further north to the jaws mm-hmm. and the glacial tower of adderneck all water cool and uh he wrapped up this beautiful reunion explaining to you that he had recovered something that you had once lost and brought to you a simple leather fanny pack and that is where we find our heroes now he stands there for a while with the fanny pack in his beak. I take it from him. I hug him, his neck. A big wing comes up around you, enveloping you in a feathery hug. Uh, so this is so it is. It's this is yours then, right? This is yours. There's only one way to find out. And then Tuck flips it open, <laughs> and whoop 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 whoop, it unfolds <gasps> into a tent. <gasps> It's our house. It's, there's only one way to find out. Chuck says again. <laughs> and he walks inside mm-hmm. and uh, on the shelf is a butternut squash. Absolutely rotten. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that it's gone through the rotten phase into a dehydrated, perfectly preserved. It w- still holds some of that shape. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing with this? Tug says. To, was I jerking off to this or what was the thing? Billy looks away. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Bing walks up, puts a hand on your shoulder. Yes. Yes, you were. <laughs> was I? Yeah. You were like, you, you bought that gourd. Because it was the shape of a woman, and you were like, it's for me. Uh, Okay, so by way of an actual reintroduction into the space, Uh uh, instead of immediately rack-focusing on a shelf with a rotten butternut squash on it. No, we're keeping that. All right. So, yeah, you head back in, and you see, almost exactly as you left it, a sitting room with couches and chairs, a fireplace, a painting of a very arrogant looking wizard with mutton chops and a and a mustacheless beard above the mantle <laughs> beneath is like a brass plate that Morris put there it says Morris Wadge a man ahead of his time <laughs> it did, you know what because it, it, I, I remember it did say Morris Wadge master of arcane architecture but it does now say Morris Wadge a man ahead of his time wait Weird. what yeah the plaque says something different now. <gasps> what yeah. And uh, you see a kitchen, a small kitchen with a little potbelly stove, cupboards, a drawer that is absolutely full of stolen <laughs> rags and uh, various detritus like forks and spoons and stones. Yeah. It smells like a barn in here. It does. And have, it still has like the charcoal uh, circle I drew around it being like Billy's room. Right. <laughs> All of your handprints. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a flap. Uh, on the other side, leading to another section, presumably, but with a note pinned to it that says, danger room, do not open. (laughs) And it's toggles that are keeping it closed, right? Yeah, it's just wooden, like, tent toggles. Can I discern realities? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Seven, eight. So you get one question off the discern realities list. Okay. I remember it being bigger, Bing says. Uh, and then Tuck puts his hand on his shoulder. He's like, it's because you've grown, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened here recently? What happened here recently? Uh, you look around and the thing that you are like really surprised by is how much everything looks exactly as you left it. The butternut squash is seemingly worse <laughs> for wear for some reason. But like all the stuff, you go to your drawer and everything is where you put it. Where things were dusty, where you didn't clean, they're still dusty in those places. But there are some spots that you did dust that are undusted. Like it's, it seems like a lot of this place is precisely as it was when you left it. Ving's apothecary that he had set up with mason jars. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like some of those should have been gone bad. They're still good. Yep. Yeah. Why is- and maybe one is like 
a couple centimeters to the right, you know, but yeah. besides that. Wait, what? Why the right? Why centi- What's a centimeter? Thing <laughs> says. I don't Yeah, the standard unit of measurement here is a gall's toe. <laughs> there's, there's a half-empty jar of uh, Mears' red pepper jelly. Yeah. Is this still good? Tuck dips his finger in and taste it. <laughs> yeah, and it's re- still good. Uh, Billy dips his fingers in it. <laughs> you realize that it was done in the mudlark style, which means that it was never good to be- begin with. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was already fermented past any reasonable consumption. What else could have gone bad in here? Tuck starts tasting things. <laughs> Dive into the fridge. What, what, what are you getting dice for? I don't know. To figure out what's gone bad. You can just check, you know, I mean, if you want to discern realities to get actual information for sure, but you don't have to roll to taste a thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tuck just starts tasting things. Yeah. Most stuff tastes exactly like you'd expect it to taste. And then Tuck goes, most of it tastes exactly how I would have expected it to taste. (laughs) But there is a little bit of, there's a a little pang of like, uh, heartburn. No, there's a little pang of (laughs) nostalgia Uh because you're tasting a lot of the flavors that Mir's used in his cooking. Uh Oh, Billy's taking the the red pepper jelly to his drawer, and he's having alone time. Oh, Ving's gonna try and make a what was his thing? Uh, the, paella. Paella. I'm gonna try and make a based on my memory and the tastings. I'm gonna they're gonna whip up some paella. We we yeah. need some food. Yeah. yeah, we're all pretty beaten up. So Ving starts the half day process of making paella. <laughs> I'm just gonna wake up a quick paella, guys. <laughs> And as you're all standing there, an enormous bird's head pokes into the room. Is is everything all right? I didn't. He looks around and goes, I don't know what I expected this to be, but it wasn't this. <laughs> I remember you having a fanny pack and I forgot that it did this. Do you want to come in? I don't think that I can. <laughs> I am. I'm grown now. I'm Aww. a I'm a man bird. I'm a full grown bird man. Do you have a wife or a kid or something? I have yet to find a mate. Oh, so you're still a virgo? I I am a warrior above all things. Whether or not my cloaca has kissed that of another bird is, is beyond is beyond here or there. The battles. That has been my primary concern. Oh yeah. It's the storm. Halting Thronebreaker and his heralds. What happens if Thronebreaker wins? The storm scours the planet. Oh, right. Kills everybody. Yes. It is all Thronebreaker and his ilk wish for. It's the destruction of the storm. Well, how do you win? What's your plan? Hmm. I've been fighting so long, I scarcely wonder if I remember. Something has to be able to stop the storm. I, I fear it is Thronebreaker's death. Should I spell lore? Yeah. Yeah. Or, does someone not fucking stupid want to smell <laughs> Not at all. I, I you're all unfortunately stupid, so yeah. I think that anybody has an equal chance. Uh, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Because I have a special move because right. I'm a bard. Bardic expert. When you first encounter an important creature, location, or item, which I guess is the storm, yeah. you can ask the GM one question about it, and the GM will answer truthfully. The GM may then ask you what legend, song, or tale you heard that in. What are my... Thanks again. Gods and their servants, legends of Guitar Heroes past, and histories of the grand world. Would Lillian count as a god? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And wouldn't, like, Thronebreaker, he's probably kind of considered a servant of those gods. Yeah. Yeah. He is a servant of the storm. The storm. I would say that counts, yeah. Which is a god in its own right. Yeah. How do you stop the storm, Sean? That's a very interesting question mm-hmm. because there aren't any stories like this, really. This is all, these are connections that Tuck is trying to make himself based on his experiences mm-hmm. and his knowledge. God, connections. <laughs> I have to, it's just, <laughs> I have to go to my mind palace, <laughs> which is just uh, the sit down pizza hut. <laughs> yeah. Where he does brain crosswords. <laughs> He's just sitting. Like word searches in his own mind. In the booth of a sit down pizza hut. He's got one of those kids drawing. Yes. Tables. The, I connect the dot. He's making his own connect the dots. Remember. So many crayons scattered. Yeah. And then broken a, crayons. Broken crayons. And then a menu that you can color on. And yeah. everybody else in the sit down pizza hut looks like Tuck, but wearing different clothes. So there's somebody in a pizza hut uniform that's like, wait. So, okay. So here's what I'm thinking. So you guys went to this ro- moon rock, right? <laughs> yeah. And that was like part of uh, Lillian's like uh, mind and spirit. Like where Savarna was? No, not Savarna. 
the other one under the under the tower. But he goes, but Savarna though. But Savarna. <laughs> uh, so the, no, not that one. The one under the fort. Oh right, where Storm where, and Norman was. Yeah, where we fought. The, the Magi. Right. Where Roth. We, where, yeah, where we killed Roth. Yeah, so there was a moon piece down there. Right. And that was like a big thing of like grief. Yes. That infected Billy and everybody while we were fighting. Right, it made us all really sad when I smashed it with the axe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what if the storm is connected? Because you're, you're, the knife glows in the storm. Yeah. So what if the storm is connected to another piece of the moon? Oh, yeah. And if you destroy that... Would that end the storm? Another tuck just came and put pancakes down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so I got to find whatever piece of the moon is connected to the sadness and then kill it? I, I don't know. I guess. Okay. It's got to be moon stuff, right? It's got to be moon stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to like what Tuck is actually doing. And it's he's standing there with the with looking at the knife, the waiting knife and going like, Moon stuff, moon stuff, moon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagined it cutting back to Tuck and he's just standing there, mouth agape, eyes wide, <laughs> not saying anything. Bing is making a paella. Uh-huh. Tuck, oh, he looks back. Oh, he's in his mind diner. <laughs> oh, give him some time. Okay, so... So, knowing what you now know about the shattered moon and the remnants that fell to the earth, mm-hmm. the storm might be able to grow in strength due to a proximity to some sort of fragment of the moon. Oh, yeah. Because it was initially being powered by, like, the Eye of the Storm, which was a confluence of magical energy from the sea and spirit energy from the spiritual plane, Uh but is now out and free and just either thrashing wildly or looking for something, maybe? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So we can track down the piece of the moon that it's connected to. Mm-hmm. It could potentially yeah stop it or slow it or destroy it, or we could anchor it back in the sea of graves. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, maybe you could find a piece of the moon and use that to lure it back to the sea mm-hmm. or something. So that's, I guess I tell Cloud Piercer that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'll share this with my flock. Cool. And we will see what we might find. But I understand you have somewhere else that you wish to be. Yeah. Uh, Billy's uh, been c- crying <laughs> into Aww. the jelly, and he's like. <laughs> Yeah, we have to go up to the glaciers to look for a wizard. <laughs> right, yes, past the jaws. I can I can facilitate this flight either personally or or I can send you with someone else. I prefer it was you. If you have the strength, he nods. Maybe this paella will help in ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, the paella will strengthen me for the flight. For the meantime, rest. The battle has ended. But many are wounded. We, we need time. So please, I, I will give you your time alone. Your friends will be here shortly. Okay, thanks, Cloud Piercer. He nods his big bird head and then looks like you can't see his body, but looks like he awkwardly backs out of the, the <laughs> tent. <laughs> his beak kind of scratches along the ground. His big wings are flapping to try <laughs> yeah. to do the backwards thing. I want to give him, uh, I have the bird necklace. It's oh, yeah. made out of wood. Oh. And I'm like, wait. Club piece, I would like run outside. Like, can you watch the stove? <laughs> <laughs> Billy and Tucker, like, how the fuck do we cook <laughs> so many things? It's like that scene. We, we've never it's, cooked. No. It's instantly that scene in Mrs. Delphire where your boobs are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're standing on the edge of uh, of an airy with Cloud Piercer towering above you. Cloud Piercer, I just, I just, wherever we go, I just wanted you to, to be able to find us here. I've kept this close and. Show him the thing, and then I, I, I want to manipulate the wood and turn it into um, a shape of a man or an elf. Oh, yeah. To change it and then give it to him to wear. Cool. Can you remind us what this like medallion necklace is? It's a little wooden necklace that I got from. Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then was connected to Cloud Piercer. Cloud Piercer. And allowed you, yeah, to stay connected to him. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here, but I want to make it... Um, the shape of the three of us Aww. and give it to him. And so he can find us wherever we go. Yeah, totally. We can just call that like an eye of the tiger type use. Okay, cool. You put it around his neck. So he's got this tiny little necklace around <laughs> like his big, huge bird neck. Yeah, <laughs> But you get it around his neck and you can tell there, there's a lot. The feathers make him look a lot bigger than he yeah. is. So he's got a skinny little neck under there. Oh, yeah. Very well. I will treasure this always. Bing, it is 
very good to see you again. Always. A lot of things have changed. A lot of things are going to change. Remember why you're fighting for the side that you are fighting. I will. The connection's always there, and if there's anything that we can do, please, let us do it. Thank you. Come back in 10 hours. I, 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 okay. Billy comes running out with like pot lids, yeah. <laughs> all smoking. And he's like, Vin, you have to come back here right now. <laughs> what are you doing? He's on fire. <laughs> Tell me you're stirring the risotto. Tell me. <laughs> and Cloud Piercer watches you run back into the tent and uh, turns and walks into his little cave, presumably to go to sleep. Yeah. And you walk in and Tuck is smashing the pot with his axe because <laughs> it's on fire <laughs> putting it out of fire with his axe it's like try and sneak up on me you fucking fire <laughs> I don't see a tree in here <laughs> the stove is trying to kill me <laughs> probably 15-20 minutes later uh, Perel and Maggie walk in to the tent Maggie striding in looking around like oh there you are oh I'm so glad you're safe that was these birds are huge <laughs> And Perel walks in behind her with his arms straight out and his legs like locking as he walks. Are you okay, buddy? They fly so fast <laughs> and so high. He's so hungover. And it's cold and I, my head is going to explode. <laughs> I'm going to go and he just walks right over to the couch that he used to sleep on and gets on it and curls up into a ball. Oh, cute. And grabs the back of his robe and pulls it up over his head. <laughs> And immediately goes to sleep. I put a bucket next to him. <laughs> Thank you. And then I grab a blanket from, there's a wicker basket full of like different fuzzy blankets that are clearly from an indigo and uh -huh. he, I cover him with it. Yeah. And he pushes it off. He goes, it's too scratchy. <laughs> <laughs> My skin is on fire. And he starts snoozing away. And so you guys are just going to have a dinner or is there anything you want to share? Like a dinner. A chill time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's 10 hours later. Ving is covered in sweat, too exhausted to eat. She's like, there. And it like, didn't turn out that great. Like, it's fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's one of those meals where it took so much of the day that by the time you eat it, it was never going to be good enough like, to justify. Yeah. yeah. Billy has his pie spread out on his high chair table. Um, he's like, fistfuls into his mouth. <laughs> Eating like an actual toddler. Yeah. And uh, Maggie looks over at the danger room. <laughs> we what don't the? we don't go in there maggie what what is it though it's a danger room clearly what do you it's the only thing that's clearly labeled in this entire <laughs> building <laughs> but danger room means there's something dangerous in there yeah and it's a room and you just sleep next you guys were just sleeping next to it yeah hey i have a question what it if the thing with the box that led to this whole thing that was uh, imprisoning and she kind of thumbs over at Perel quietly uh -huh. was that there wasn't enough magic in the world to maintain the wards on the box. So you had to take it to the hot spot at the vault to keep those wards going. Yeah. Why does this still work? Do we spell lore? Uh, yeah, you could spell lore. 2d6 plus intelligence. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Fucking hell yeah. I'm so smart. 11. It, just uh, for context, Jessica, what was your role? Uh, 11. What's your modifier? Zero. Okay. <laughs> so smart. So smart. <laughs> Barely smart enough. <laughs> uh, okay. So using that information, what traditionally has continued to empower magical objects? Uh, ice. Crystals. Crystals. Crystals, yeah. A magical field. Uh -huh. yeah. Field. Oh, yeah, water. Uh -huh. Arca arcane stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, what? I honestly, when I asked this question, I thought the answer was so clear. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Moss? No, no, no. Did we let get us, it? No, we yeah. could figure... Okay. Tuck shuts Sean up, and he's like... <laughs> and he looks at Billy and Vig, and he's like, we can figure this out. We have brains. We have brains, and we, we, have, we have so much brains. Yeah. That are filled with knowledge. Yeah. Okay, so stuff that holds magic. Crystals. The crystals. And then we look at Maggie. She says no. <laughs> okay. Objects. People. Pee -pee. The pee pee monster. Water. I, I think I literally just said it. What? We were hardly listening. <laughs> oh, the vaults? The stone boxes. Contained within the vault being. Uh, Wardstone. Uh, no. Wait. 
guys, come on. God, dude. What? It, it, it's Why are you asking us such hard questions? <laughs> well, okay. we also told you not to tell us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Within the vault yes. is... Why is the vault where the vault is? Because it's at a hot tower. Spot. It's a hot spot. This tent is a hot spot. This tent is a hot spot. Is that what it is? <gasps> is Danger Room a <laughs> Wi-Fi hot spot? And then Tuck pushes Ving to the ground and he goes, <laughs> I thought of it first. <laughs> are you racing Ving to the wall? To the <laughs> Danger Room. Wait, 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 wait. Maggie holds, stands up and holds her I've hands out. My hand. Somehow, I have one of those that things with a rope with two balls on the end, and I throw it around. <laughs> Tuck's legs roll. Two d six plus dexterity. Nice uh, eight. It means oh that uh, Tuck starts running past Ving. Ving throws a bola. Bola. At Tuck. It's a bolo and, tie. Yeah, yeah, it's a bolo tie that he throws and starts running past Tuck. It wraps around Tuck's legs and Tuck falls, but grabs Ving and pulls Ving to the I, ground. I grab Ving's pants, pants. and I yeah. pants all his pants down. I was going to say. Pants me. His, his whole ass is just out now. Billy's launched himself out of the high chair. Paya flies everywhere. Paya, there's, there's shrimp and Dewey sausage, peppers all over I'm going to the get there first. Tuck throws a book at Billy. <laughs> <laughs> like a plush baby book? No, no, no. He throws like a, a like big book. I, he reaches over to one of the shelves, like the because there's like bookshelves in here, yeah. and he like throws just the first book he grabs. Yeah, two d six plus dexterity. Oh at his son. <laughs> Four. Billy, fucking. How does Billy not get hit by a book? Um, the book is. Tuck grabbed the A encyclopedia, which is the biggest one, and it was too heavy to get. To Billy, so it just doesn't get near him. <laughs> just arcs and yeah. hits the ground. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so Billy gets to the flap first, mm -hmm. but and Maggie is there, and she reaches down to grab Billy. Whoa, I uh, fight back. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. 2d6 <laughs> plus dexterity. Jesus. Sick. I got a 12. Yeah. Um, I do the thing that like cats do where um, he flips onto like his back uh -huh. so that he's like scratching at her arms. <laughs> well, what the Let fuck? Let me go. Let all me right, go. All right. All right. All right. Everybody stop. Everybody stop. And stop, I stop, land stop, on stop. all fours. <laughs> and there's peace for a moment. Yeah. And Tuck's face is wedged into Ving's ass. <laughs> Bear. <laughs> Tuck is nostril deep in Ving's holes. All right. Stop. What? We already know that this is dangerous, mm -hmm. and now we suspect there may be a hot spot somewhere in this thing, so we gotta be careful. Leave it alone. Okay? There is- Okay? A, a tiny fart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, fine. <laughs> we already have a thing that we're doing. We already have a dangerous wizardy thing that we're going to do. We don't have to do this right now. What would the hotspot do? I just for me, what is if there's a hotspot in there somewhere? So a hotspot is a place where a wizard left the world, basically. Mm -hmm. It's where they like fucked off and did their own so thing. Maybe Morris popped out through there. Yeah, through here. And, and it, they become sources of concentrated magical energy. They can yeah. be tapped. Yeah, yeah. It, yes. it sort of leaks out. So yeah. like a wizard will be able to sense it and sort of like like power up almost yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah totally yeah. and then any arcane objects will also power up so like those blue crystals you have are they doing anything oh did i hold on to those perel took them perel took yeah, them yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 in the when we when you went to the hound perel was like i'm gonna hold on to these okay because billy kept putting them in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah right because they taste kind of sour and acidy yeah they, oh, like a battery they, yeah they taste like putting a battery on your tongue Okay. I take Perel's little pouch and I. Uh, uh, okay, just relax. I gotta uh, check something. And I, just your pocket, Perel. <laughs> just don't. And he he just takes his pants off completely. Whoa, and, no, and, no, 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 and no. And hands you his pants <laughs> and then curls back up. He's under a blanket. Yeah, he's, he's wearing underwear. <laughs> and I, I pull the pouch of these crystals yeah. that we got from the, that sniper uh -huh. that tried to kill us at the fort. Uh -huh. And I dump it out. Yeah. What do they look like? They look like crystals. Are they glowing more? Not, not, they just look like crystals. But something that you would remember, basically, is that they kind of always look like crystals unless they're being utilized in some way. Uh, Tuck puts one in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, it kind of tingles. Same. Yeah, Same. I, put, I put the other one in my mouth. Is it more electricity? No, the ones that you have would taste the same. I light the ion candle. Wait, that one's already flamed out. Yeah, he burned that one out. 
during his uh, meditation. I realized that I just, it's another candle that's (laughs) shaped like an owl. (laughs) It was already half melted. I shall light the ion candle. It smells like apple cinnamon. (laughs) This is from Home Sense. It's from a, it's, it's, I got it from a winner's home sense. There was a winner's side too. I got some shorts. I thought everything was magical. Uh, but I mean, you guys being even somewhat slightly capable of abstract thought would think that these crystals, if they are batteries, as you have, uh, they're already charged. They're char- or they're either already charged or they're fully charged now. Yeah. Being in this place, what if I wrap like tie a string around one of them and throw it? into the room through the toggles yeah i like that interesting interesting can i try it you can try it let's go defy danger wisdom seven seven shit good so so i i grab a loose thread from one of my rags and i uh start ripping at it and tying it around one of the balls Mm -hmm. one of the crystal balls (laughs) and Uh ving and i are just watching you Uh like parents that are watching their kid do a science experiment yeah, totally <laughs> and then once i have like probably 20 feet of string i toss it under the flap yeah mm-hmm. so you have to like kind of pick the flap up and like shove it under uh-huh. but you push it through uh-huh. and you immediately feel resistance Uh-oh. oh so i uh i kick it as hard as i can yeah and you're just kicking a rock against what feels like a, a stone wall oh this is oh, stupid goes, use shadow dance to push it through do i have it one second You'd have to do Fairy Child, but you probably... Is it a new day? I, I think, think I'm out. I am out. I know that oh, from last time. right, yeah. Is it the same day? Because it took 10 I mean, hours <laughs> to right, make you the pie. Been, oh. yeah. You guys okay. have been resting for a long time. Yeah. So you're probably up pretty <laughs> it's late. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. This is I actually made uh, took too long to make Thanksgiving dinner when you're... This is exactly <laughs> right, what happened. Yeah. I had to wake everyone up in the house and the dinner oh was gosh. awful. It was a thing where we kept falling asleep and Vin kept... <laughs> getting hurt that we're dozing off uh-huh. which unfortunately means that it has not been another sunrise yet uh, i have to yeah. wait tuck fuck i know hey, we can wait you know what we need some rest no wait, fuck this hold, wait no hold on hold on hold on and Perel wakes up i was what? about to shove it in with the axe no 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 no, no. it's not gonna work i run up to Perel's face and i hold in my hands it's not gonna work Perel. why is it gonna work it's classic thalmic architecture. What does that mean, all those words? It means that, so the danger room exists when you're opening the door under incorrect circumstances. Uh, and the other spaces exist when you open the door under correct circumstances. In every other circumstance, the space does not exist. So we have to open it the right way? Yeah, and if you open it the wrong way, then the danger room but you're not opening it all. You're trying to shove something through it while it's closed, so it's not there. Would Morris have even thought of this eventuality? Yes. Someone trying to shove something Look, in there. <laughs> Morris, I, I love Morris, and also I hate Morris more than anybody else the, in existence. The painting Here. jerks a little. <laughs> <laughs> you shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't you say anything. I, I love Morris, and I hate him more than anybody that's ever existed, but he was a very, is, was... He's very good at what he does. So he prepared for the eventuality that someone would try and shove something through while the door was closed. <laughs> Tuck tries to shove it in. No! <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to fucking tell me how to use an axe, bitch. Nice. What are you trying to just 2d6 plus strength? Yeah, I'm using the handle of the axe uh-huh. to like push it in. Yeah. Because it's a spirit axe. Uh huh. So maybe it can slip through. But like is magic and spirit is yeah. like oil and water. So yeah, if magic is, if this is the oil, maybe it can push through <laughs> the water. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Roll it. 2D6 plus oh, yeah, it makes sense that Tuck would try this for sure. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Eight plus three is 11. Yeah. Um, so you push with all your might. Like it's like you can see all the muscles in Tuck's body straining. He's wow. starting to sweat. It's just the most immense. For a second, he's cut. <laughs> For a split yeah. second. Oh my God. He sweats out all of the water weight in his body. Yeah. Uh, for this moment, there's a field of mist around him that's all his water weight. It's, it's like the produce section at the grocery store yes. where the, the mist machine turns up. It's this massive like grunting this crescendo of force and pressure and effort (laughs) and at the very height of this physical exertion the axe moves an inch and a half 
eat my boner, Boris. Suck on that, Perel. Perel kind of like starts to unhang himself. He's he's hang over undering himself. Yes. Yeah, and he goes, "What the fuck did you do?" And he goes over to where the the string is, and he lifts the flap. And if you were looking, you would see the string moves forward an inch and a half, and then just ends. Oh, cool. Whoa. Whoa. It's like, what the fuck did you do? He pushed. Don't <laughs> do that again because I don't know what's going to happen. He's got the most serious face <laughs> I've ever seen. As an academic, as a professional, as a master of the thalmic arts, I'm begging you <laughs> to not do that again. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Tuck's eyes. And Abdul's eyes are flittering <laughs> around the room. <laughs> Should I do it? Uh, um, Tuck keeps pushing. <laughs> okay, fine. Keep pushing, I guess. I don't know if you're trying to lose your axe or what the deal is here. Will I lose it if I keep pushing? Right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, can I tug on the string a bit to see if the ball comes out or not? The string does not move. Whoa, don't what? do it, Tuck. Pull on this. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? <laughs> Pull on this, and Billy holds out his finger. <laughs> he holds out his finger, which is has the string on it. I pull yeah. Billy's finger. No, not that. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> you just pick Billy up off the ground. The string. Okay, and I grab the string. I put yeah. the axe down. <clears throat> and I start tugging on it. Yeah, two d six plus strength. <laughs> This is like we found a fucking nuclear reactor uh-huh. and we're shoving gum into yes, it. Yes. Yeah. You guys are throwing rocks at the elephant foot in Chernobyl. <laughs> Snake eye. Amazing. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. Yes. St- string snaps. We all three of us fly across the room. No. And I slam against that wall. <laughs> My ball. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, the crystal's gone. All evidence that the string was ever passing through anything is gone. Yeah. It seems like the string severed at the exact point of transgression and is gone. Okay. Billy's doing that thing where kids are laying on the ground in a tantrum and he's kicking his legs and going in a circle. Like flopping around. <laughs> yeah, just like a three stooge. <laughs> he's having a floppy tantrum. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I think Perel's probably pretty pissed too. <laughs> Those crystals are pretty cool. He's standing there in an open robe, in his wizard robe, <laughs> open underwear, underwear. <laughs> tank top underneath. What? Great, 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 great. Now I have to. And he walks over to the bookshelf and grabs a couple uh, arcane texts that are there. And he goes and he sits in a corner and he starts opening them and writing stuff down. Great, awesome, thank you. <laughs> And Billy goes to Pearl, can you give my ball back? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything that's happening in here anymore. I fucking hate this stupid fucking Morris and his goddamn stupid ass fanny pack. Just build a house in a normal place where the laws of reality apply, you stupid bitch. And then Tuck goes over and he taps the nameplate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why did this change? Yeah. What do you mean? This changed. This used to say something else and now it says something else. Yeah, it says a man before his time now. Before, before it said master of arcane architecture. Is he still around? Is he listening to us? Is this painting real? <laughs> I, I, I mean this so seriously. I need you all to leave me alone. <laughs> Sean? Or Perel. <laughs> That's where we're going to end it for this week. <laughs> I'm your game master, Sean O'Hare. I'm going to go put my fist through a plate glass window. <laughs> no, no, it's just Perel. Perel's just like, I just need you all to go away. Like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes? I don't know. I'll uh, get back to you. And he kind of like crosses his legs and puts a book on his lap and seems to fall into a stance similar to the one that he took in Yorix. No. And that you've seen him take, like, in meditation. Oh, this is, this is serious business. Okay. I just, there's a, I have a lot of questions now, and I have to see if I can answer them. And I don't know what's going on in this fucking fanny pack anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate this thing. And I just need to uh, do a little bit of uh, work. So That hate is not going to help you work. You need to put that aside. Hate always helps me work. Do you know how much wizard progress has been made out of spite? Yeah, and what happened to the wizards? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you accept Morris and what's happening in the situation, the place you're in, it's gonna go better than hate. Yeah, because you know what the opposite of hate is, Perel? That. And he points at the gourd. 
<laughs> I don't hate that gourd. <laughs> I, I, I hate that gourd. A lot. I maybe put too much of the gourd in the paella. <laughs> you put it in the paella? <laughs> okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to. Try and do some calculations here. Okay. okay. Just do some breathing too. Yep. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to yeah. take a breath. I'm yeah. going to have a little bit more of the paella. It's, it is delicious. You did a great job. We're going to leave you alone in soon. Thank you. Really soon we're going to leave you alone. Yeah. Right guys, isn't that right? Yeah. We're going to leave him alone shortly. We're going to leave you alone. Yeah, you we're going to leave you shit. alone soon, Perel. Pretty soon. We all back up. Yeah. And we stare at him. <laughs> is this far enough? Uh, yeah, and he just starts flipping through a bunch of books and trying to uh, work on some stuff. What are you guys doing? I guess we could just like hang out on the cliff and give him the tent. Yeah, I, I'm i down with that. I also do have to sleep. I was electrocuted quite badly. Uh, <laughs> maybe we need to actually rest. We can take a rest. Yeah, you guys can sleep for sure. Maybe we could go sleep with uh, Cloud Piercer. Yes, thank you. Yeah. We can, we can okay. cut to the morning easily, unless Ving wanted to go out and do something with the knife. I was just going to commune with the knife outside and commune with the whispers of the land. Yeah, absolutely. Great. You go out on the cliff and you see it is quite gray. The cloud cover does reach below the mountains, but you see the night sky above you. The moon, the coronet, the stars. I have the knife. Is it glowing? Faintly. Mainly. In in the way that it is like it it seems to be reflecting moonlight but not giving off a light of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to spend time in a place making note of its resident spirits. Yep. The moon. Roll plus wisdom, you'll be granted a vision of significance to you and the spirits around you. Ten plus it's clear and helpful. Seven to nine it's unclear. I guess six. Six. Uh so on a six, that's just a straight up failure. Yeah. Can we aid him in this? Yeah, if someone's out here with him, you can you can tell me how you're trying to aid him. Yeah, I'm out there with him. Yeah. And I'm babbling about the stars. Uh-huh. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah, very cute. What's some star stuff that Billy's saying? So that one is uh, the small bear. And that that star right there is the nose. And if you connect hmm. all the other little stars around it, it makes its like fat little body. Oh, my God, I see it. <laughs> yeah. And then- That's uh, really cute, actually. It is. And then underneath it are the pine cone- uh, constellations uh see it's making a nest and then the mama bear which is over there i think might be on the other side there's clouds everywhere else yeah i don't know is it like a thing where billy is like as he's talking it's like the thing where billy's play becomes real and you start seeing the stars like like, moving yeah yeah Yeah, like hercules yeah Yeah, totally totally that's exactly what i was imagining i love it uh, 11. Excellent. Yeah. Huge. Whenever you try and connect to the spirit world, it's always, it's a very risky thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're reaching out across these places that, and it's so often been a traumatizing experience that you feel that like pressure building, like a balloon that's been blown up too much. I'm hesitating going in. Yeah. And then the presence of Billy yeah. helps calm you and pull you back from like the edge of oh. connecting to the harsher parts of the spirit world. That makes sense. The playfulness. Thank you, Billy. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm glad you're here. And you notice you have the knife in your hands. The blade is resting on one hand and the handle resting on the other. And you notice as you're like moving the blade around, the light is growing and dimming depending on what direction it's pointing. Hmm. Like a compass. And it's ever so imperceptible. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that it's under the full moon right now. Also my light sight. Maybe I can see. Yes. You can see the differences in the light. In, that are imperceptible to anybody else. Hmm. But you do notice that the light does seem to be sensing something. In the direction, possibly, of a, the moon chunk. And Billy continues to talk about the stars. Um, and that one is uh, yeah. based on the, the, a tiara of, of Rosanield. I don't, uh, I think. I don't really, honestly, I don't know that much about these. I'm just kind of yeah. guessing. The only one I knew for sure was the pine cones. <laughs> and even then. Yeah. yeah. As, as Billy continues to speak about the stars, he's getting sleepier and sleepier. Yeah. And then I uh, fall over with my jelly jar and I fall asleep. <laughs> Grab him. Let him down to the ground. Yeah. Put a fur on him. 
and Billy is all curled up to sleep on the edge of this cliff towering kilometers above uh, <laughs> sea level. I guess I'm stuck out here for the night. <laughs> Tug climbed into a nest and is sleeping under the wing of a thunderbird. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you see nests dotting the cliffside and birds are coming and going like there are massive birds swooping above you and alighting on high up nests. And their uh, wing beats fill the air as the night carries on. Morning comes. Uh, Tuck wakes up with his arms around a thunderbird. <laughs> the thunderbird gently kisses <laughs> Tuck's neck. He goes, Allison, no. Good morning. <laughs> you mammals are so warm-blooded. Allison, no. Bing and Billy are in the other room. Billy are. Who's Allison? <laughs> My eyes shoot open. Good morning. What? What do you mean? Who what who are you? You just crawled into my nest and fell asleep. You're so toasty warm. <laughs> my name's Gail. Are you Thunderbird? I am a Thunderbird. <laughs> okay. Uh Gail is like sky blue and she has a um an emerald bezoar. Nice. Wow. Shot through with like like almost lightning bolt shapes, like oh, kind of cool. through her through cool. her back. Yeah, I got some of those too, and I I point at like the uh, electricity burns across my chest. Ooh, tough guy. Thanks. <laughs> I think I I might have killed Thronebreaker. <laughs> Kill Thronebreaker. Unlikely, sweetheart. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's uh, fine. Very familiar. <laughs> I smashed his bezoar. Oh yeah, no, you you did a great blow to I, to Thronebreaker for sure. Okay, but he'll be back. Okay. <laughs> I think you knew that. I did know that, but I guess I wanted to live in the fantasy that I did more than I did. No, I understand that for sure. For what, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, ask her about her... <laughs> Being said, is it close enough? <laughs> ask, ask Gail about her bezoar, where it comes from, how she gets it, what happens when you smash one. What, where did you get your bezoar from? Oh, bezoar... Uh, all Thunderbirds are born with bezoars. Oh, cool. Yeah, they like kind of develop naturally, but they, they represent our connection to the stratosphere. Oh, cool. To the, to the winds and the skies and the rains and the storms and the lightning and the clouds and the rains and the winds. <laughs> and Tuck points, Tuck points to his chest and he's like, at the coin shards, and he's like, this is kind of like a bezoar. Yeah. Except there's a demon in it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> Does it hurt? And she like gets way down close and her big eye is like right next to it. I don't know. I never asked. Does this hurt? You tell me, bro. I don't think so. I think it's just in there. Oh, cool. <laughs> I can't tell if he feels pain or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could tell you if it hurts, but I don't know. Sweet. Well, I'm going to go get something to eat. Okay. Bye. Bye, Gail. She unfolds her wings. Boom. Whoa. Just blows Whoa. me out of the nest. Yeah. Billy rolls back. Uh-huh. Whoa. Wakes up. It's like an actual gale force wind, like blows so yeah. much shit off this cliff, and Cloud Piercer pops out of the cave. I see you met Gale. <laughs> she is one of my most trusted lieutenants and an absolute danger to everyone around her. She has to build a new nest every morning. <laughs> We honestly, we told her to stop building nests because every time she takes off, all of the debris hits the nests below her. <laughs> so what conclusions did you come to? Did you rest well? Are you healed? Yeah, I'm healed. Back up to 21 hit points. Do I also heal up? Yeah. Yeah. Tuck still has a minus one to wisdom because of his terrible dreams. Oh, you had a terrible dream. Yeah. Yeah. Where now you watched everybody in Pinewood be consumed by a fissure. In the ground. Including my family. Including your family. Yeah. And people that definitely weren't at Pinewood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just everybody you know being killed in front of you. Right. Okay. <laughs> ah, typical morning. Yeah. But then you also apparently dreamt about Allison, or as you were waking up, you it was imagined w- you were with Allison. One of those like midpoint wake up. No, yeah. Allison was in the dream, actually. Being killed in the fissure? No. Interesting. Okay. Moving on, I suppose. Glad you think so. <laughs> so, Cloud Piercer says, "What's what's what next?" Ving tells them about the knife and how it seems like it possibly is pointing towards something that might help us find a chunk of the moon, but it's not clear. <laughs> <laughs> it's meaning murky. Interesting. If I am sending my flock out 
to attempt to track down a piece of this moon. Is this knife something that might aid us? I was going to say, sh- is it okay if we uh, temporarily... Maybe not. It's a waning knife. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Chimes might kill us if we give it away. Well, what do you guys think? Like, this might help them, like, defeat Thronebreaker. Like, if we give it to them? Yeah, for a bit. <sighs> Okay, but oh, maybe it's like, but you must give us something of yours oh, yeah. to make sure it comes back. Mm, like anytime you give somebody a knife, they give us a coin. A coin. That's the superstition. Hmm. To pay for the friendship so you don't cut your friendship. Interesting. Well, I'm not sure that I have a coin, but as I said, the sea brings many things to the Thunderbirds. So perhaps in exchange, you make rummage around in my stuff <laughs> oh and roll for a treasure uh, so are you agreeing to this you're gonna lend cloud piercer the waning knife in exchange for rummaging around in his stuff i think so that's the offer that he's giving us this is that magic knife that uh um a god gave you right yeah, this is a magic knife that the patron of sailors gave us uh-huh. uh i think it belonged to his son and it is made out of his wife's Body. <laughs> so it's you know it's pretty important to somebody and us. Yeah. Damn. And he said he would kill us if anything ever happened to it. And you're gonna give it away. Okay. We but- trust you with our lives. And Claude Piercer nods very stately. Thank you for trusting me with this. Do that thing where you bow really low and hold the blade up. Mm-hmm. I do not have hands. <laughs> I'll just put that on your necklace. Thank there. you so much. <laughs> snap. And so you may rummage around in my stuff. Please enter my roost. We go in. And it's like a teenager's room. Like it's absolutely <laughs> cram full of shit. There's like food waste everywhere. There's like animal bones. So cool. Something that looks like a fucking like, there's like cow skulls all over the place. Whoa, holy shit. This is awesome. I technically feast on the storm itself, but due to the nature of such storm, I have been forced to take sustenance in other ways. Cows. Cows are amazing. <laughs> And the only thing you have to do is be quick because the humans do not like when you take their cows. (laughs) But the trick is, is if you fly fast enough, they cannot stop you. This is his new trickster form. (laughs) He's got really good at stealing cows. And so he sweeps a wing over all the like branches that are bound up. There's just like fucking shit in there stuff. So uh, who's we're going to do it one time. We're going to roll on this. Should I just roll this? A sealed glass vial filled with red liquid. <gasps> I pull that out. <gasps> <gasps> a jar! A mason jar of stuff! I smell it. You smell it and you rem- your vision is immediately flooded with an image of a blossoming field of frost flowers in the boreal reach that you visited as a boy. Billy, what do you smell? What can I smell? Billy smells... Uh, I, God, what would Billy smell? Are these like nostalgic smells? Yeah, kind of. Uh, Billy smells a wild strawberry field mm. that he used to visit in secret mm-hmm. in the woods. Uh, mm. Yeah. Tuck smells it. What does Tuck smell? It's the vent outside a pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the only way that you would be able to know what this actually does is if you drank it. Because there's no way for me to tell you without you knowing. Uh, so. I take a little bit. Being drinks like a a little dropper amount. Yeah, you get a little sleepy, but besides that, doesn't seem like there's any discernible hmm. change right now. Oh, any discernible effect, really? Okay, we'll see how that settles before you. You know, we always got to try it slowly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks. So you're just gonna take that little bottle of goo, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I liked to play with that bottle of goo. <laughs> I hope that you treat it well. <laughs> and the knife. This belongs to a god, dude. I'll find other goo. <laughs> and now our trade is complete. Whoa, Abdul gave me the waning knife. <laughs> now I can stab. <laughs> okay, our trade is complete. Our bond has been forged. The agreement has been set. And you have given me a thing, and I have given you a thing. Mm-hmm. And so we understand. That our union has been linked. <laughs> Starting to understand less. Yeah. Where to? <laughs> well, we should probably check on Perel. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's morning time. Very well. Then go check on your friend. Okay. So I, I bust into the tent. He's asleep. Prowl! Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Uh! I make him a big hangover breakfast. What'd you learn? Okay. Well, what did I learn? What did I learn? He's got a book. He's eating a big hangover breakfast. He's drinking some OJ. So here's what I think I have learned. One, the crystal is lost to all space and time. No. I, I think, theoretically. No. Billy, you have like eight of them. Had. Now it's an uneven number. That is true. It's not there as are fun to play o- with. There are only seven now. <laughs> Okay, Billy, here you go. These seven are yours. You can keep them. <laughs> Billy turns around to ignore Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, no, you thought it was cool and I was shoving it in. And then Tuck rummages around his backpack and he makes like a little, he rips a page out of the book of sea shanties uh-huh. and then he makes a little like paper boat and he's uh-huh. like, also I'll give you this. And his, Billy's tiny baby hand <laughs> grabs it and he, he, he plays with it but says nothing. <laughs> and now we'll never know what that sea shanty was. Yeah. What significance it might have held. It was called Rich Bitch McGee. <laughs> it was about the richest pirate in all the seven seas and how everybody hated him. So the weird thing about magical architecture is that the space that Morris creates using thaumic energy. He's channeling thaumic energy into the plane when he creates it, but he is not creating new space. He is just fitting more stuff into the same space. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So we're inside of a fanny pack that's like this big right now. Exactly. But it seems like there's more space in here and not because it is just expanding endlessly into like a pocket dimension or something like that. It just exists in the same molecular space. That makes no sense. It's magic, Billy. Oh. <laughs> of course it doesn't make sense. But the danger room is a connection to another place that does exist. Oh. But I don't know where that is. Where did I shove the thing? That's the thing. Out of this realm entirely. Oh, like outside of the universe? Yeah, you whatever, whatever paper thin infinitesimally small little razor of reality that Morris is able to fit all of this stuff into you popped it through that some fucking how <laughs> into another existence entirely I, it's gone it's elsewhere that's pretty cool that's pretty cool and then I high five and I go for a high five with Billy and Billy taps his hand Tap. <laughs> while looking at the boat yeah <laughs> and my other theory is that I don't even want to say it because it sounds dumb and makes me mad. Pours him another cup of coffee. Come on, just say it. It's okay. Morris might be in here somewhere. <gasps> okay, Billy turns around for that. Can we look for him? I don't know how. He's in the painting. No, he's not in the painting. He is the painting. He's not the He's not the <gasps> and we, start, he's, we he's run not up to, the, we do the painting. I push <laughs> big over and go, I had the idea first. No, I'm going to get first. <laughs> Bolo around the ankles. <laughs> okay, here we go. 2d6 plus dexterity. Okay, then that's a 10. Got him. Okay. So <laughs> Tuck I, hits the ground like a rhino. I slam through the chaise lounge. Oh. <laughs> like I destroyed. Oh. <laughs> and I skid into the fireplace oh beneath the... Oh. No, not the chaise lounge, you <laughs> fucking idiots. And then Billy tries to catapult <laughs> off of Tuck. And I throw okay. a book at Billy again. <laughs> All right. 2d6 plus dexterity. 12. Wow. <laughs> he grabs Zed. <laughs> and it's like a razor. Yeah. Does Billy try and dodge out of the way or do, does he just get Absolutely hit? Absolutely just gets smoked. Knocked out of the air. Yeah. I backhand tuck. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. And now everybody's hurt and on the ground. Yeah, yeah I have the wind knocked out of me. <gasps> oh, God. He's got me in the painting. Tuck. Billy is a child. No, I'm not. I'm very old and I deserve a lot of respect. Okay, so we're just supposed to start whipping books at you now? Yes. <laughs> I imagine Billy saying, 
Yes. As he gets up and pulls a knife. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. So Billy pulls a knife. He pulls a knife. He's like, Morris Waz, you will not defeat us. And then I go to stab the painting. Yeah, I love it. Let him okay. do yeah, it. Billy. Billy, you don't have to roll to stab it. It's, the, the painting's not fighting back. Roll to stab roll it. Roll to stab. All right. 2d6 plus, plus dexterity. dexterity, I guess. I got a six. Billy got a six. Yeah. Is anybody going to help him? Oh, yeah. I oh. launch him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> throw him as you stab. Throw yeah. him at the painting. 2d6 plus bond. <laughs> nice. Oh, boy. Six. You slam him into the painting. <laughs> <laughs> I do I was very excited. <laughs> so you throw Billy into the pit. Like, Billy's got his knife pulling back to stab, but he hits it as his knife is <laughs> yeah. pulling back. Like I've gotten stronger. I, I'm winded again. And duck backhands, Vic. You're right. You're right. And uh, so the, violent. The knife goes spiraling out of Billy's hand. He hits the f- shattered remains of the chaise lounge. Lands on an encyclopedia. It's only A and Z. He doesn't even have the whole set. Uh, <laughs> it's an A, and there's a book called Two, and then Z. Z. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you hit the ground, and the painting is just like hanging by the edge of the wire that it was on, like teetering on the on the wall. Which, of course, as we know, all the walls are made out of the same leather that the fanny pack is made out of. Yeah. And it's just hanging there. He's mocking us. Look at him laughing. <laughs> and then it falls. <gasps> and behind it is some sort of door. Whoa! I knew it was painting I related. I knew it! The door's about, I'd say, one and a half feet by one foot. Perel. That son of a bitch. And he goes up to it, and he, like tap it's got a very weird interface like the door is very strange there's hmm. a lot of different Ooh. kinds of materials kind of inlaid be cool if it was like those like old trunks where rich people would hide lock stuff. box yeah so you have to like pull a lot of things out that's exactly like what it intricate, is intricate weird yeah, yeah. So, explain more what this is it's it, like it's locked using like sliding panels oh like yeah. a puzzle box yeah. you have to like oh this thing. this drawer doesn't open mm-hmm. oh now i've moved this and this drawer opens so the whole thing is like a complex puzzle box yeah and oh. per- perel's looking at it and he kind of taps it and puts his ear to it and slaps it a couple times and rubs it and then smells his fingers gross it's a safe Oh shit. <laughs> it's a safe. He put a safe behind a painting like a gauche tacky asshole. <laughs> and we never checked. But of course he put a f- safe behind his painting. I'm gonna check. Oh yeah, do it. Yeah. Get in there. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna use um tricks of the trade where I pick locks. Here we go. Five. What? Plus <laughs> two is seven. Seven. Oh, nice. I still, so I still am able to unlock it, but the GM will offer me two options between suspicion, danger, or cost. Well, it's going to be danger and cost. Okay. Hmm. So I think Billy starts manipulating the safe door. And, uh, you know, it is something like, oh, you pull a drawer out and inside the drawer is a key is a key and the key unlocks this panel. And inside this panel is a little like cushion. And if I open this panel, there's a little metal dog and I put the dog on the cushion and then the dog moves along a little track to another door that he scratches open with his little mechanical paws. Wow. It's like a very complicated. And every time something happens. Like the dog scratches open the panel and inside there's a little tea party yeah. and someone pours the tea every time one of those happens. Pearl goes, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like watching Billy just open an advent calendar. Yeah. <laughs> like a black key kid who came home and found a Canadian tire bag full of le- advent calendars. <laughs> yeah. All 24 in one sitting. Yeah. 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 And as you're getting further along in the advent calendar safe, there's like an inlay of a, of a tree and you turn this in the inlay leaf leaves begin to fall down the panel uh, and they pile up and then a fucking bird comes out of the leaves you're like oh something is about to happen Mm -hmm. it's almost like there are clues in the safe door itself what's going to happen okay so you come to two final mechanisms and the mechanisms are (gasps) it's like a little split like a ping pong thing pinball pinball Pinball. yes oh pinball yeah yeah if you let the ball move to the left, the ball becomes the sun okay. and a field of crops will grow. And if you let it go the other way, it becomes the moon and the tide comes in. Oh, great. Cool. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Which one do I want? I do love crops. Yeah. <laughs> but the sun is hot, so I like the moon. 
you know what? It's been a while since I've seen a field of greens, so we're going to go to the, the crops. Oh, okay. we're with you. So you, the, the, the ball rolls down a couple shoots and lands in this outline that kind of gives it like the rays of the sun <laughs> and little like tick, 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 like wheat kind of pops up from this part of the panel and uh, you hear some movement from behind the flap. Wait, which flap? Which one? The danger? danger room flap. Oh, shit. And the toggles, one by one, <gasps> start to turn and fall away. Oh, no. Shit. Okay. And fall away and fall away. And then from the bottom, the flap starts to roll itself up <gasps> until it reveals darkness. And then inside, a growling. Ugh. And that's where we're going to end it for this week. Fuck! Ugh. I'm your Game Master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long, everybody. Playing Ving, the Half-Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. Take care, guys. Playing Fat Billy, the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Bye, everyone. Thank you to Aaron Reed for our intro and outro music. You can find Aaron Reed's music at uh, aaronreed.bandcamp.com. Yeah. And you can find all of the music produced for the show uh, at our SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. Just spell our SoundCloud on Google. We'll take you to that place. Yeah. If you want to get a bonus campaign, access to monthly streams, bonus content, art, gift boxes, and a whole whack of shit, go to patreon.com slash speltlore or speltlore.com slash money, please. And thank you to all of our supporters for supporting us. And thank you to you for listening. We'll see you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures Three, who tried the best they can. Though dumb and scared and lost they be, for times abreast in revelry. And though our journey may be like a conclusion, we will not leave you without a resolution. Turn next week to hear some more whilst you commute or do your chores.